Luke tells us in chapter 11, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. The disciples had observed Jesus' prayer life. They knew it was important and they wanted to learn his way of prayer. We can learn a lot by observing and reflecting on the prayer life of Jesus. Jesus prayed often. He was serious about prayer. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably also appreciate the power of prayer. My name is Donna Godwin. I'm a local pastor in the North Alabama Conference, and I currently serve the people who were called First United Methodist Church Centerpoint. I found the book, What If Jesus Was Serious About Prayer, by Sky Jatani, helpful, and perhaps you may as well. Sky Jatani is the co-host of the Holy Post podcast. He has written several books that include his clever doodles for the visual learners among us. The back cover of the book says, they say prayer works, but is getting what you want really the point of prayer? While God certainly cares for your needs, Sky Jatani wants you to know that prayer is not a transaction with a heavenly vending machine. Jesus didn't pray like that and neither should we. Instead, Sky takes us deeper into what Jesus had to say about prayer and how it will change the way you relate to God forever. Prayer isn't about getting answers. It's about getting God. We need more prayer in our lives, not because God will give us what we want, but to discover that what we want most is God. Sky Jatani points out that the disciples did not ask Jesus about the proper way to heal the sick, organize a church, or teach scriptures, but they did ask Jesus how to pray. Prayer was a common practice in their culture, but they recognized something different about the way Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed to relate to his Father. Prayer was intimate, unending, and the root from which he found strength and power. His disciples wanted to emulate his example as they recognized the importance and nature of prayer in a life rooted in communion with God. This book notes that popular forms of Christianity may teach us how to live for God, but they don't always equip us for actually living with God. Jesus was serious about us living with God, aware of his presence in our lives. The book has six parts. What prayer is and isn't. Keep it simple and unceasing. It's off to work with God we go. Learning to pray like Jesus. The truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Prayer changes how you see the world. Each part contains several two to three page lessons with Sky's thoughts and then scripture references for further reading. These cover things like the nature of prayer, the nature of God, simple prayer, a praying life versus prayer life, prayer and action, praying scripture, singing as a form of prayer, reflecting on the past 
to build faith for the future, the discipline of self-awareness, confession, prayer of examine, and much more. Jatani writes, in prayer, we bring our true self into the presence of the true God. One form of prayer that helps us to do this is the prayer of examine. He writes, it's an odd word that most will associate with examination, which brings to mind unpleasant memories from school or the doctor's office. But the word examine comes from the Latin word for the indicator on the balance scale. It means to reveal the truth. The prayer of examine, when properly understood, is intended to reveal the truth within us. It is not a pass-fail test, but the uncovering of hidden or forgotten things so that we may engage God truthfully. So let's use one of the chapters of the book as an examine in closing today. This is from chapter 39. If Jesus was serious, then prayer can reveal what draws us toward God or away from him. As you examine your day, one filter involves looking for moments of what Ignatius Loyola called consolation. He defined those times when you are moving toward God. Inversely, he called moments of movement away from God desolation. During a time of examine, the goal is to identify what activities or moments draw you closer to God or sparked awareness of his presence and what activities regularly distracted you from any sense of God. Being more aware of both of these movements can help you live with greater intentionality and aid you in developing a continual communion with him. I have found it helpful to use a series of questions to uncover the deeper feelings I've accumulated during the day, as well as the movements of consolation or desolation I've experienced. For example, as you play back the events of your day like a video in your mind, ask yourselves, where was I most alive today or loved, sad, grateful, or anxious? Allow these questions to prompt prayers of thanksgiving, confession, or petition. A struggle many people have with this practice is honesty. Very often we will think back to a conversation or event from the day and dwell upon how we should have acted or what we ought to have said. The goal of the examine is not to reflect on what could, should, or ought to have happened, but rather be honest with oneself, with the Holy Spirit's help about what did happen and how you actually felt. So here are suggested questions to begin your prayers of examine and remembrance. Desolation, the sense of God's absence. When today did I sense being drawn away from God? When did I feel most dissatisfied and restricted today? Was there any time today when I felt discouraged?
What was the most draining part of my day? Was there a time today when I felt guilty, ashamed, or lonely? Consolation, the sense of God's presence. When today did I feel closest to the presence of God? What events, relationships, or thoughts of the day drew me nearer to God? When did I feel most free? What was the most life-giving part of my day? What was the most joyful about my day? Sky then suggests to read more. Perhaps you'd like to read 2 Corinthians 13, 5 through 10. Examine yourselves to see whether you are living in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? I hope you will find out that we have not failed, but we pray to God that you may not do anything wrong, not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. This is what we pray for, that you may become perfect. So I write these things while I'm away from you, so that when I come... I may not have to be severe in using the authority of the Lord has given to me for building up and not for tearing down. I hope you found these words helpful today as we continue to learn to take Jesus seriously about prayer.